Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Great to have you here on Listen Up. We've got a lot to talk about. The Kings last night lose their third in a row to the Suns. The United States advances to the knockout round as they beat Iran one nothing. We have got a lot to talk about here on the show. You know the routine. You hit your hand icon. You raise your hand. Uh, and we will put you right on. Uh, I didn't see any of the U.S.-Iran uh, uh, soccer match, but you know, I guess the United States did what they had to do, uh, a one-goal match, and that was good enough uh, to advance. Bad injury for the United States, from what I have read, uh, and we'll see what happens as they do get out of their group stage and advance to the knockout round. Kings last night. Uh, right down to the wire with the Phoenix Suns. You had Devin Booker who went off. He had a great game. You had De'Aaron Fox who did not have a great game, who clearly to me uh, does not look like he's 100% right now and he's dealing with uh, some ailment or whatever. I give credit to Fox after the game last night. He didn't want to talk about it. Uh, He downplayed it, and uh, that's the way you have to be. And next up is the Indiana Pacers. That's coming up tomorrow, and what a thrilling finish they had last night in LA beating the Lakers at the buzzer uh, from downtown. So we have all of that. And I also want to bring up this topic. It only took, it only took two plus years for somebody in the Sacramento media to call out your television voice of your Sacramento Kings, Mark Jones, for his irresponsible reckless, you could certainly make an argument, racist tweets that he has been doing for years now. I don't even think it's an argument. I think it's fact. Jason Anderson of the Sacramento Bee writing a column today on Mark Jones and his recent liking of a tweet in attack of Stephen A. Smith of ESPN. And then Jason listed a couple of other awful tweets that Mark Jones has made over the last two years. Did not list all of them, by the way. Only some of them. And then referenced me in his story as Mark Jones replaced me because of my, as Jason Anderson said, quote, unquote, insensitive tweet all lives matter, every single one. So hats off to Jason Anderson for being the only one, the only one in the Sacramento market with the balls to call out what should have been called out two years ago in Mark Jones. Congratulations to Jason Anderson. All right, he's the first one to do it. Nobody else, not one person in the Sacramento market That covers anybody, anything, whether it's City Hall, sports, whatever. Not one person in the Sacramento media has had the balls to write what is the truth. Jason Anderson today wrote the truth about Mark Jones. It's about freaking time because this man is an embarrassment to the Sacramento Kings organization. I get... I resign because I say all lives matter, every single one, and I get fired from Bonneville, okay? They fired me for saying all lives matter, every single one. Just spend five minutes and look at the egregious, awful things that Mark Jones has put out on social media, all right? 
just just go look at what his social media past is like. And you tell me, how is it that Mark Jones has a job? It's a disgrace. And you know what? The Sacramento Kings organization should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed that Mark Jones is their TV announcer, and they should be embarrassed that Matt Barnes is part of their TV coverage. It's embarrassing. All right? Matt Barnes can call a, a law enforcement, an officer of law enforcement, a effing F, all right? A, a gay slur, all right? That's on video for everyone to hear it. He can call a officer of the law a effing F. All right. And hit women. And he can go on the air and be part of the coverage. And Mark Jones can be your TV announcer for his racist, egregious tweets over the last couple of years. Okay. It's a disgrace. It's an embarrassment. And I applaud Jason Anderson for finally being the only one in the Sacramento market to call it the way it is. It's about time. It's about time. I've been sitting back. I haven't been saying much. I have been reading national stories on Mark Jones. I've been talking about them when they surface from the national, from national media, but no one in Sacramento has dared touch it. Nobody. Not one person in the Sacramento media has gone anywhere near it until today. And that was Jason Anderson of the Sacramento Bee. Better late than never, right? Better late than never. What a hypocrisy. What a, what a double standard. What, what a disgrace. All right. I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon. Raise your hand if you want to talk about U.S. advancing. If you want to talk about the King's Suns game last night, we can do that. As well, let's get to uh, some more folks that we want to get going today. We'll start off the show with Dorian. Hello, Dorian. How are you today? Hey, Grant. It's a beautiful day in Sacramento. Hope you're doing uh, amazing as well. I was uh, at the game. I was at the game last Thank night. You. It was uh, really, really awesome. I thought uh, I thought Davion played really well against Booker. I think just Booker, just man, he just gets buckets. You know, he had a forty piece, and uh, he just he crumbled the Kings. Um, Damian, uh, Damian Lee had some pretty big shots too. You know, Bridges played pretty well. So, uh, tough, another tough loss, but, uh, hopefully the Kings can, can get that W, uh, tomorrow against the Pacers. You know, Grant, I wanted to comment on, uh, on Mark Jones. Um, I'm kind of indifferent about him being a, uh, Kings announcer. You know, I, I, I like Katie, I like Kyle, but I, it sounds, it just seems like, um, Mr. Jones is, has, you know, a lot of entrepreneurship tendencies and he just kind of everywhere. I think that he should kind of phase his, I, my opinion, I, I believe that he should kind of phase his, his way out of the Sacramento Kings, and uh, you know, just because he's just kind of everywhere. He, he calls a lot of games for a lot of different sports, a lot of different teams, and it just kind of, it just doesn't seem right for, uh, for a Kings fan to listen to his commentary sometimes. And, you know, my girlfriend and I, you know, we, we watch Kings games all the time, and um, I know this. I know this event is being recorded. I am not a racist. I'm sorry if uh, this offends anyone, but I know he says a lot of just kind of weird things. Uh, even on, on commentary, he says things along the lines of um, he took his cornbread like on air. He says that all the time uh, when when someone you know gets a steal. And I, I we, we look. My girlfriend and I look at each other. I was like, I don't think I don't think he should be saying that. So, um, yeah, that's just that's just not cool. I hope. Uh, well, I know one thing. If a white announcer said that, they would have never announced another game in the NBA. And all you have to do is look at Brian Davis, who lost his career as the TV announcer for the Oklahoma City Thunder when he described a great play by Russell Westbrook on a great game that he was having as being out of his cotton pick in mind. And he lost his career over that. So, uh, yeah, I, there you go. You know, it, I, I, I and honestly, and I, uh, yeah, this is going to sound self-serving. And like sour grapes, it's not self-serving. I haven't done the Kings in over two years. I'm not doing the Kings anymore. I resigned, okay? I made the choice, okay? I resigned from the Sacramento Kings. Mark Jones is a disgrace, all right? The guy is an embarrassment. And the fact that he is still allowed to be reckless and really racist with his social media tweets and nobody in Sacramento says a word is despicable. And the fact that the Sacramento Kings have hired Mark Jones to replace a guy who said all lives matter, every single one, and yet the Sacramento Kings organization allows Mark Jones to continue to be reckless on social media 
without any repercussions, they don't say anything, is an absolute travesty. Period. It's a travesty. Yeah. No, of course. I totally agree with that, Grant. That's really unfortunate what, what happened to you. You know, you can't have it both ways. I mean, you can't you can't fire someone. You can't, you know, and it's unfortunate you had to resign from your position after, you know, 32 years. But, yeah, you can't be saying stuff like that on the air. I mean, you're a professional. You've been doing games. It's a joke. It's a joke, yeah. It's a joke. I totally agree. And Mark, Mark, Jones is, Mark Jones is an embarrassment. He's an embarrassment for the Sacramento Kings, and yet the Sacramento Kings, okay, have an owner who is so woke and so full of you-know-what, okay, and it, 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 he he is just a he he's so woke that he can't do the right thing. And so what did he do? He 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 went overboard. He went the op- opposite way. Okay. He 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 had an announcer who was loyal for 32 years. Okay. Did everything for the organization for 32 years, and that person was basically kicked to the curb for saying all lives matter, every single one. And so what does he do? He goes out and hires someone that makes egregious, racist comments on social media and has no issues with it. And he continues, Mark Jones, to make horrible, horrible tweets on social media and the Kings don't say a damn thing. Why is that? And I'm glad, I'm so happy today that Jason Anderson had the balls to write the story that he wrote today calling out Mark Jones. It's about freaking time. It only took two years, but as I said, better late than never. And if I sound a little upset today, I am upset. I'm upset that it's taken two years for somebody in the Sacramento media to have the the nerve and the, it, and not even the courage. It's not courage. You're, you're reporting what's factual. Jason Anderson finally put it in the Sacramento Bee, and I say, good for him. No, you have a right to be upset, and we're upset for you, Graham. That that changed your life, and you know we talk about it all the time that it just wasn't right what happened to you. So again, we're, we're sorry, and we, we hear you, we listen to you, and that's why we're here supporting you, man. Um, but Thank before you. I take off, I, I think the you know fans just need to kind of stop with with Fox. It's like, hey, man, he's a he's a human being. Like you can't be the same fan that's cheering him on when he has thirty plus points, a plus assists, and has a great game. He's a game winner, and then you you know you have to cheer for him too when he has bad games. Everyone's gonna have bad games sometimes. Um, I. Yeah, and he's clearly not 100%. I mean, he, he, you know, again, I I didn't really notice it as much last night during the game. You notice it when he's walking to and from the bench and on and off the court. He's clearly got an issue that he's dealing with. So he's not he's not at 100%. He's gutting it out. He's trying to help his team. I mean, I, I can't get on De'Aaron Fox for that. Yeah, it's unfortunate that fans, you know, kind of come out and they're so emotional. And same thing with, like, like I think I've been seeing a lot, too, and just we need to let go of the of the, of the trade. Like, let it go. Like, you know, you say this all the time. Yep. You're not going to know who won the trade in two, until two, three years from now. So, like, just let it go. Like, we can all agree that both teams are doing really well. What's the bonus in Halliburton and Indiana? Like, we wish in, uh, Halliburton the best, but it's just – it's it's got to let we we as Kings fans just got to let that situation go along yep. with the draft of Bagley and Doncic like just let that stuff go man stuff's in the past like just move forward it's not 0102 anymore it's not Bibby yep. Weber anymore it's Fox and Sabonis like just let it go move move on and just hope for the best that's all we can do yep. uh shout out to the US for winning that game today they uh, had a lot of possession of the ball for the first 45 minutes of the game uh great job to Pulisic I know Connor he, down here he uh he uh, said it was going to be 2-1, so uh, glad the U.S. is moving on. But uh, we appreciate you, Grant. As always, if you ever need support, whatever we can do for you, man, always let us know. We'll be there to support you. Proud to be Thank a you. fan and proud to know you, Grant. Appreciate everyone. Thank you, Dorian. I really appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Really do uh, appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get in on the uh, conversation, you hit your hand icon, you raise your hand, and we'll do it. Should be a lot of fun tomorrow with the Indiana Pacers in town with uh, Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton. All right, let's get to uh, Connor right here on Listen App. Connor, uh, what did you think of the match today? Well, I thought it was great. I mean, they got the win. They got what we wanted, what they needed. I mean, it was a great goal from your big star player. He risked an injury to get the goal. I mean, it was just great. Yeah, and he might not I, – I haven't heard the latest – on uh, his availability moving forward, but I guess it's sketchy at best, correct? Yeah, what I heard is that he's day-to-day with an abdominal injury, and he posted on social media that telling people not to worry about him, that he'll be good to go on Saturday. So that's a good sign for the fans. Okay, good. Yeah, abdominal injuries are very tricky, though, 
And abdominal injuries are generally long-lasting injuries. They're not anything that gets uh, taken care of in a couple of days. So hopefully, hopefully he is good to go on Saturday. Yeah, and then I thought everything Dorian just said about the Kings was perfectly said. I mean, Kings fans, they always – I mean, I understand 16 years of a losing franchise is going to get you upset and stuff, but I'm getting kind of tired of, like, a lot of the fan base just – overreacting to everything like it's a loss De'Aaron he had a bad game like I mean he had 11 5 and 5 and everybody's crying about like him not stepping up just because Booker had a big game I mean he's been having 30 point nights like casually this season I mean I don't know what the fans want yep uh the biggest issue that I have with Sacramento Kings fans and I've talked about this over the years is they live too much game to game. And that's why I always like to go by five-game increments. You cannot, in an 82-game season, live and die with every game. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You can't do it. And now, in NFL, yeah, you can do it because you only play 17 games. You can't do that in baseball. You can't do that in hockey. And you can't do that in basketball. You can't live and die. And the Kings fans, I get that. I get their frustration. I get the fact that the team has been so bad for so long. I understand all of that. But you can't live and die with every game in basketball season unless it's the end of the season and a loss keeps you out of the playoffs or so. In November, you you got you can't you can't do this. You got to just can't. You can't kill a player in November for having a bad game. You just can't do it. Yeah, I've noticed it's like a common trend for when teams are struggling. Fans are going to pick on one player yep. as like the scapegoat of all their problems. I mean, it was Harrison Barnes, and then it was Keegan Murray, yep. and now it's Fox. So, I mean, yep, yep, very well said, Connor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the I mean, the USA. I think their next game is against the Netherlands on Saturday, which is a really good team. But I mean, they didn't dominate or anything in their group games, so I think we have a chance. I mean. I know we barely got through to the knockout stage, but we're still undefeated. I mean, two ties. In a hey, one. listen, you always have a chance. You always have a chance in these matches. I mean, look at Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. Look at how many upsets that we've had in the World Cup so far. We've had we've had national we've had world powers lose to teams that had no business winning matches. So you know, I I don't know much about soccer here. I really don't. But what I do know is that upsets happen all the time in soccer and world powers lose when they shouldn't lose all the time in soccer. That's something that obviously is not hard to figure out. All you got to do is look at the scores to see that that's a trend that is not that atypical in this sport. So I don't know anything about the Netherlands other than the fact that it's a beautiful place to go. I love the Netherlands. I've been there. It's a phenomenal country. Uh, I love going to Amsterdam and I love going to Rotterdam and I love going to Oh, you know, Amsterdam and that, that whole area. All right. But, but uh, they can be beat just like Argentina can be beat by Saudi Arabia. That's what I do know. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of the world cup. Anybody can beat anybody yep. now in the knockout stage, every game needs a winner. So it's going to be really exciting. And let's hope the U S can kind of break their streak in world cups of not being able to get through the quarterfinals. Let's see if they can take yep. the next big step. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen Up, and uh, we're going to say hello to uh, Thomas. Thomas, welcome to the show today. Thanks for calling. How are you? Hey, Grant. Can you hear me okay? Yep, hear you fine. Okay. Yeah, I just got on. I don't know if you talked about it, but uh, um, the thing I noticed that, um, you know, when a team gets hot, and they're new, like um, Fox and our, our, head, our main shooters. Well, you know, the teams coming in now are studying them. And I noticed last night that, you know, Fox was trying to, to drive, but they would collapse the lane, you know. So it seems like they're already studying how to shut them down. So they have to readjust. And that's, don't you think that'll be the proof of the team, the coaching and the players where, okay, they're coming after me now, double team, triple team, shutting down lanes. Now they have to readjust and figure out another way to, to get shots and, and do other things, don't you think? There, 
scouting is very, very advanced in all pro sports and in the NBA. It's extremely advanced. There are no secrets anymore. Teams are always going to try to take away your strengths. All right. That's, and I think that's part of what's going on with Keegan Murray right now. You know, I think after he's played a couple of games, you know, teams have a, a more of a book on him and know what he does well, what he doesn't do well. And that's why players, as they move on and evolve in their career, have to get better and better. And they generally don't get better during the season. That's when the offseason comes. Most players will improve in the offseason by working on their weaknesses so that the following year, what was a weakness is no longer a weakness. And in many instances can become a strength. It's all part of it. Yes. Uh, scouting is extremely yeah. advanced in the league. No doubt about that. Yeah, that's what I saw. And even with Keegan, I see, you know, he he's a great player. But also, too, I see his motion is really slow. He'll go up and he's like in slow motion. He's fluid. And I think they're saying, hey, this guy's going to be a little bit slower. So if you're a little quicker, you can get him. You know, so he'll have to readjust and yep. everything, too. But, yeah, and the thing about Fox, you know, um, yeah, people getting on him. He's just he's done the biggest turnaround we've ever seen of him. And, um, you know, give him a break. And so anyway, Grant, a nice talking to you. Yep. And we'll talk Amen. to you soon. Thank you, Thomas. Take care now. Bye bye. Let's get to uh, Lateris. You're next here on Listen Up. Lateris, great to have you on. How are you today? Lateris, you there? Lateris. Yep, go, go ahead. Yes, can you hear me, Glenn? Okay, so, uh, yeah, I was watching the game today. The U.S. Uh, game I was biting my nails up to the last second. It was so intensive. Um, I'm so glad they made it to the next round. Uh, I don't want to be negative, but, you know, Holland is a very strong team. team. Uh, they they actually, they're on 18 games winning streak, streak uh, across all competition. So they haven't lost 18 games. They're very, very strong. And uh, Netherlands, one of those teams that, they raise the intensity based on the, you know, on the team they play. So if they're playing a good team, they raise their level. So they have a very good players. So hopefully the um, United States find a way to win because if they win the Netherlands, that's why everybody's going to pay attention to the United States. So far, they're going to say, oh, yeah, play the world, they play the Iran. Uh, it's not that serious of the, of, uh, you know, uh, a threat. But if they beat, uh, beat the Netherlands, then that's why everybody's going to really pay attention. That's all I have to say. Okay, buddy. Thanks very much. I really appreciate that. If you want to get in on the program today, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. You know, as he talked about the Netherlands streak, uh, I guess that means they're due for a loss. That's the way I look at it when you have a streak uh, of that long. What did he say? 18? 18? That's, that's pretty impressive. It means you're due for a loss. All right, again, uh, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. We're talking about uh, the World Cup. We're talking about the uh, Kings who... Take on Indiana tomorrow. That means Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald are back in Sacramento. I'm talking about the uh, story that Jason Anderson wrote today in the uh, Sacramento Bee. If you missed it, check it out. It's a story that he wrote on Mark Jones. And uh, again, better late than ever, as I said at the opening of this show. Anything else you want to talk about? We can do it last night. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling to me, the clock management for the Colts at the end of that game. It's inexcusable. You know, people want to blame Jeff Saturday and go ahead. You got Matt Ryan, a veteran quarterback who's been in the league forever. He knows he's got three timeouts. He's allowed to call a timeout on his own. I mean, he looked lost out there on the field. How does Matt Ryan look lost? How does a veteran quarterback look absolutely lost on the field in the final minute? I mean, it was ridiculous. All right. He's allowed to call a timeout. He doesn't have to have the coach call a timeout for him. All right. He's been in the league long enough. I mean, it's absurd. It really is. It's just beyond comprehension of me what happened in that final sequence beginning on first down when Matt Ryan scrambled, almost made a first down, and then they don't make a first down on second, third, and fourth. It's unbelievable to me. And the clock management was as bad as you'll ever see. Terrible. Really just absolutely awful. Of course, all eyes are going to be on Houston this week. Deshaun Watson coming back. That's going to be a big circus. Uh, the Miami-San Francisco game is the best game on the card. You know, you have that tremendous offense against that tremendous defense. That's going to be a really good game. Kansas City is uh, – th their game coming up is going to be a really good game. 
with Cincy. I think the Giants-Washington game is going to be a good game, and there are a couple of others as well this week in the National Football League. But but that Miami-San Francisco game, that is going to be a dandy. That is going to be a dandy. All right, again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will put you right on. Tomorrow, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be on Listen App after the game. All right, the last couple of games I've been on YouTube, but I want to get some interaction from the fans tomorrow. And with Tyrese and Buddy being on the floor, I'm going to be doing the post-game show after the game here on Listen App. All right, so keep that in mind. I want you to join me after the game. We'll take phone calls. We'll have a lot of fun. And we'll do that right here on Listen App tomorrow after the Kings and the Indiana Pacers. Pacers last night with a dramatic win to beat the Lakers at the Horn. Sacramento now, after winning seven in a row, they have lost three straight. And then after the game tomorrow, they are in L.A. to take on the Clippers. So let's see how they hold on uh, coming up tomorrow against Indiana. All right, why don't we get to some other phone calls? And it is good to welcome in Malcolm to the show. Hello, hey, Malcolm. And how's it going, Grant? Hey, uh, the only thing I wanted to mention good, was Malcolm. everyone covered the, the USA game, hope they advance. Everything about the Kings that everyone's called in about was what I was going to say. The only one I was going to add on was you were just talking about the NFL, and I cannot for the life of me believe they haven't flexed that 49ers and Dolphins game to Sunday night because the Sunday night football game looks terrible. So that was the only thing I wanted to add on it. Yeah, it is terrible. Yeah, I don't know. There are certain games that can be flexed and other games that can't because of the contracts with the networks. I'm not right now uh, able to go over it verbatim without it being in front of me, but I'm with you on that. I, I don't understand that as well. I mean, isn't that the purpose of having the schedule once you get to a certain point, once you get to December and you're able to flex games? I mean, it does not make sense to me either. Uh, that San Francisco-Miami game is clearly, clearly the best game on the card this week in the National Football League. And yeah, that, that was the main thing was just I looked at it and was like, can you put anything else? Even if you're like, hey, Dolphins, 49ers, maybe that doesn't quite work, but just something. Because, yeah, I just looked at it and was like, oh, boy, that just yep. that looks terrible. Yep. So, anyways, Absolutely. I, I hope you're having a good day. And uh, yeah, go Kings as always. And I'm going to be there tomorrow for that Pacers game. I'm hoping they put on a good show. Um, I am one of those that um, as much as I want to move past the Halliburton thing, I, I haven't seen him move past it. So... I think a lot of fans will probably be clapping for what he did. I will be one booing out there, but it's just a personal thing because I'm like everybody else where you just got to move on from things just like the old Kings. And I want him to move on from, hey, you're in a new position, new setup, you know, good for you. I'm hoping you do well. But just hearing the constant stuff about, you know, what happened in Sacramento, it's like we we get it. You know, we, we move on from there. So anyways, go Kings. And uh, I hope you guys all have a good day. Fair enough. Fair enough, Malcolm. Thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to call the show. You have a good day as well. It's a good point about Tyrese Halliburton. He has made some comments that you know have made people raise their eyebrows. He doesn't play for Sacramento anymore. He plays for Indiana. And by the way, he's playing really, really well. I mean, last week he was the player of the week in the Eastern Conference. He had another big game last night. I mean, the guy has been unbelievable for the Indiana Pacers. All right, let's get to Al. Al, it's good to hear from you. Welcome to uh, Listen Up, Al. Hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. How are you, sir? Yeah, it was good, Nate. Uh, I emailed you on that one. Boy, you know, I think the fourth and one misconversion, kind of like the Giants, Cowboys, when they went for it on fourth and one. Yep. And that was a tough, yep. tough catch. I mean, for Barkley, I mean, the ball could have been thrown better, but that, that, but the Giants, man, for the first half, was like, just really, really showed me something. I mean, I know it's, I don't want to, I know you don't want to hear about moral victories, but you got to finish. It's four quarters, but they, they really impressed me. I was like, "Wow, this game's well, going great." Their season comes down. Their season comes down to Sunday. If they lose at home, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs against Washington. They're getting three starters back apparently on offense that should help them. After the game, Daniel Jones was very open and honest about that fourth down throw. He said, "Hey, I got to make a better throw. I got to put it on a space mask. I didn't do it. I got to be right. better than that." So you know, Dallas is a better team than they are, and they lost, and so. You know what? In the NFL, you don't really dwell on your losses. You got to get ready for your next game. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and as far as Giants fans and hey, media, the media needs to take a break on the Giants fan. They don't. Have, it's almost like they have to apologize for their record. Hey, look, 
their record's their record, man. They've earned it, man. They've dealt with a lot of injuries. They got a young team. So, so you know, it's almost like the, the trolls, and this is why I ignore them, you know, they have nothing to be, you know, their record's their record. Yeah, they've won a lot of legs. You know what? It's it, it's this, it's the East Coast sports mentality. It's totally different than it yeah. is on the West Coast. I mean, you have to live yeah. there. You have to experience it to understand. Uh, the logic that right. you're using, that doesn't exist uh, in Philadelphia, New York, Boston. That that logic doesn't exist. Fans don't care about that. Media doesn't care about that. You were 7-1. and one. Now all of a sudden you're seven and four, or you were seven and two, and now you're seven and four. I mean, they they don't care about young team. They don't care about injuries. That doesn't mean anything in New York. It's uh, you know uh, logic goes out the window in New York. I understand, Nate. I've been calling you for years, and always call it the right coast attitude. You got that New York attitude. <laughs> right. If your team sucks, you're gonna you're not afraid to say my team sucks, and everybody else is like gets their dander up when that happens. I watched the World Cup and. You know, I'm not a, my kids played soccer. You know, I know some of the rules and, you know, so it was just, I thought it was a great game. There was late in the game though. It seemed like I wanted to get on before Connor and Terrace did almost like the U S kind of went to what they call the prevent uh, the defense. You know, they were attacking in the first half and getting shots on goal and, and, you know, having real close plays. And then I'm, I'd like to maybe a later comment from, from Connor or Lefteris. Is there, did they go into a prevent? Because, man, all of a sudden they kind of pulled the brakes off. Well, I, I didn't watch the match, but that happens all the time in soccer. I mean, once you score a goal, uh, you do change your strategy, particularly in the second half. Uh, I don't I, – I don't. again, I don't know anything about soccer, but I do know that that happens. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's a strategy, and it was successful. They end up winning, and they're moving on. So, you know, you, if the other team doesn't score, there's no way you can lose. I got you, boy. There was one play, Nate. Oh, man, the ball kind of got squirted past the goalie. He dived on it, and the, the U.S. player comes in there. It's, there's the ball, and he kicked it out of there just in time. I was like, oh, my God. It was fun to watch, though. And, and I wanted to just comment a little bit. I listened to both your podcasts. I won't, I'm taking, I don't want to take up too much time. I love your your stories. You know the thing with me with the Maloofs, and I agree with you, they were, they were visible owners. They were great owners, I thought. The only thing that rubbed me wrong was if you're going to sell the team, I understood it was a, you know, their business was, it was a tough time for anybody owning a business. They were, they were selling it to like a, an ownership in Seattle. I, I wish, if, I think if they would have kept it, tried to keep it in Sacramento, there wouldn't have been so much like, like, what do you call it? Anger at them. What do you think? I, I, they, they didn't feel they could ever get a deal done in Sacramento. And the price of $535 million, uh, they, they didn't feel that that was ever going to happen in Sacramento. So, you know, the, I, I understand where you're coming from. And I, I, I get the fact that people were upset that they were going to sell the team to owners in a different city. But, you know, it was not just an overnight process. It was a multi-year uh, process that, yeah, I, I understand the hostility towards them. Luke, and I said that on my podcast. I get that completely. I had a different side of them because I dealt with them on a daily basis. Right. And I also was privy to a lot of the things that were going on uh, behind the scenes. And quite frankly, they got extremely right. uh, frustrated at the city. Uh, David Stern also acknowledged uh, that the Maloofs had a deal that they yeah. backed out of that looked bad for them. And and rightfully so, they, they did look bad. So, you know, I'm not absolving the Maloofs of everything. All I'm saying is they were really good owners, really, really good owners for the Kings. They were the best owners the Kings ever had, I agree. Uh, without question, until until the economy collapsed. And when the economy tanked and they were in the middle of building their third tower, which had been almost completely uh, sold out with, uh, you know, down payments, when that, when that economy right. tanked, mm. that, that was the beginning of the end for the Maloofs. Mm. And I hope the listeners can go back and listen to your stories. The three podcasts were amazing. It brought back so many memories with you and Carmichael Dave and that whole whole thing. I know we're talking about the World Cup now and the Kings, so I'm getting off track a bit. But uh, anyway, just thank you for taking my call. Go Giants and uh, have a good afternoon. Thank you. thank you. You too. Always good hearing from you, Al. Be well. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. 
We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's move along to uh, John right here on Listen App. Hey, John. What's going on, Grant? How are you on this lovely Tuesday? I'm doing good, buddy. What's happening? Well, man, <clears throat> pardon me. The soccer was fantastic. And I know that Connor has got to be ecstatic with all that, with everything that went on. And, man, he was spot on with everything he's said over the last week, couple weeks, few weeks since we've since he's really been start starting to talk about soccer and so we that listen to connor have an insight that a lot of people don't and i praise him commend him for that it's freaking pretty awesome that our little group here uh has a dude that knows so knows as much as yeah. he does yeah i agree and as you were starting to talk about uh football a little bit and i guess it was malcolm who almost somewhat stole my thunder i didn't know that the i didn't know what time any of the games were gonna were going on but that San Francisco and Miami game this weekend is going to be one of the very best games, I think, that's been played. Maybe not all year, but maybe all year. It's going to be It's going to be a matchup that's going to be – I mean, I hope it will be. Yeah. On, you know, it's easy from the desk, Grant, but once they get to the field, you know. Yep. It, we shall see. But, man, that should be – That should be a lot of fun. Yep, offense, should be a lot of fun. Good yep. defense uh, both ways, man. It should be fun. John, good hearing from you, buddy. You too, buddy. I'll talk to you a little bit later in the week. I'm getting back to work. Have a great one. All right, bye-bye. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program today, it's easy to do. You can hit your hand icon, uh, and we will put you uh, right on. Talking about uh, the Kings and the Suns last night, talking about the World Cup, the NFL, the story today in the Sacramento Bee from Jason Anderson, all of that on the table today. If you want to comment on it, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, uh, and we will put you right on. tomorrow. I will be here on Listen App, not only at 4 o'clock for our Open Forum Wednesday, but I'll be on after the game here on Listen App. So I'm going to switch from YouTube over here to Listen App. I just figured that tomorrow with Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald being in, it's going to be an emotional game. It's probably going to be a fun game, and I want to be able to get your reaction. So tomorrow, right here on Listen App, after the game, we'll have a special post-game show, Kings and the Pacers Sacramento. Uh, right now at 10 and 9 and uh, come into tomorrow's game with a three-game losing streak. And I'll tell you, Tyrese Halliburton is a different-looking player than even when you saw him when he was there last. Uh, the guy is pretty much a double-double uh, machine every night with double-digit points, double-digit assists. Uh, Indiana is a mirror image of Sacramento in the East, meaning that no one expected Sacramento to be where they are. Nobody expected Indiana to be where they are. And both these teams have improved greatly from the trade. And the reason why I'm not talking about Domantas Sabonis, generally the games are much bigger 
when you go to the city that you played in. So when Sacramento goes to Indiana this year, that will be a big game for Sabonis, much more so than the game tomorrow in Sacramento. I'm not saying it's not big for him, but I'm just saying it's not. It's different when you go into the city. So for Halliburton and Heald being in Sacramento and uh, tomorrow, you know, the crowd be very interested to see how they respond when they're introduced at the beginning of the game. So it should be a fun game. And more than anything, Sacramento needs to get a win after losing three in a row and now being at 10 and nine, right? Because, you know, winning seven in a row is great. But, you know, if you lose four or five in a row, eh, right? Certainly, it certainly diminishes the seven-game win streak. You know, you're right back to where you were almost. You know, you got, got a tough schedule coming up, you know, after tomorrow, which is going to be a hard game. You're on the road uh, taking on the Clippers. And, uh, you know, the Clippers to me, you know, it's all it all depends to me who's on the floor and who's not on the floor. But you got to remember the Clippers beat Sacramento in Sacramento without Kawhi Leonard and without John Wall uh, earlier in the season. So don't forget that. Again, tomorrow I'll be on right after the game here on Listen App. I hope you can join me. We'll have a lot of fun doing the post-game show. All right, again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Uh, The United States on next to take on the Netherlands. By the way, if you want to talk about sports and politics, I'm sure you saw the reports of the Iranian players' families being threatened with imprisonment, torture, and other things for their conduct during the World Cup. So if you ever think that living in America, all right, is difficult or you're upset with certain things, you have a right to be upset, by the way. I'm not saying you don't. Sometimes you got to look at the way life is in other countries to realize how freaking lucky we are to live in the United States of America. And I am one that loves traveling internationally. And I have my entire adult life. I really enjoy experiencing other cultures. I love it. Uh, I like seeing how other cultures live. I also like seeing what it's like in addition to, you know, how they live, what it's like politically, what citizens of countries like and don't like about their countries and get in the conversations. And the one thing I've always found when I travel abroad is as great as it is, it's always great to be back in the United States where you really are afforded your freedom. And listen, I understand our country's got a lot of problems. Don't, you know, I'm not glossing over the problems that we have in this country, but go look at what's going on in Iran. Okay. Go look at the players on the team whose families are being threatened back home with imprisonment, torture, and other things, okay, to realize, gee, you know what? Maybe living in the United States isn't as bad as it sounds. Just keep that in mind, all right? Just keep that in mind. That's, you know, the the thing about the World Cup, all right, think about Qatar, and then think about Abu Dhabi, in Dubai of the United Arab Emirates and think about what the punishment is for homosexuality, all right, for a gay lifestyle and ask yourself, wow, okay. Um, Yeah, yeah, it is great to live in America. And I'm just pointing out, you know, a couple of different regions of the world. Go look at what they're doing in China right now as it relates to covid and and just go look at the video of shanghai right now and go look at the video of wuhan and go look at the video of what it's like if you test positive for covid right now in china go go look at the video and tell me if that is not the most appalling just uh, can you imagine living like that in the united states seriously unbelievable all right, let's get to Ryan in Sacktown. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on. How are you today? 
Hey, pal. Uh, doing well. How you doing, man? I'm well. Doing good. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, um, I just the only thing I'm going to say about the World Cup, uh, ESPN had an article today, and they released the estimated deaths of the people that were building the stadiums, and I believe it was anywhere between 450 and 500. Yeah, there's been different reports, different numbers from the migrant workers uh, and, and the housing conditions and everything else. And Qatar has disputed the number of deaths from the migrant workers building the stadiums. But, you know, it's a lot higher than what they're claiming. That's for sure. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, and they have zero recourse. I mean, they're their families, I should right. say. Right, zero. 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 Which is just disgusting. Um, the two other things I want to touch on, I didn't get a chance to read the article. I'm going to check that out once I get home. But, you know, where does that leave Jason in the grand scheme of things with the organization and Mark and access with the Kings? Do you think there's going to be some pushback for that? Uh, no, because Vivek Ranadive is so woke and is uh, walking around with blinders on and is never going to admit that they made a bad hire and that they're a hypocritical organization. So, no, I don't think there will be. The only way there will be is if sponsors and fans stick up, stand up and go, hey, wait a minute, this is wrong. If the fans make noise about it, in tune, the sponsors will make noise about it, and then the team will do something. But if the fans remain sitting on their hands or the, the, the media, I mean, think about this. Jason Anderson of the Sacramento Bee is the only one, the only one that has had the – uh, the, 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 the moxie to write a story which really should have been written two years ago. Right. No, absolutely right. I mean, you look at some of the hirings right after the stuff happened with you and it was pretty evident what the message they were trying to get across. And so good for Jason for putting that out there. Sure. Um, you know, we'll see if it comes of anything, but I mean, I think some of the comments were far worse than anything yeah, I, 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 again, I believe in second chances, and I believe that if a person, you know, does something that they shouldn't do other than, like, murder, rape, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a couple of examples of people, you know, like, like uh, but, but, like, I didn't understand how Matt Barnes was ever hired to be part of the Kings TV coverage with his past. I mean, I right. don't understand how you can hire somebody that calls a uh, police officer a effing F a derogatory gay slur. I don't understand how with his arrest record and violence against women, how he can be hired as part of the Sacramento Kings TV coverage. I don't understand that. I, I really don't. And I don't understand how Mark Jones and his egregious, awful, despicable tweets that go on and on and on could have been hired in the first place and subsequently continues to do it. And no one in Sacramento even raises their eyebrows until today by Jason Anderson of the Sacramento Bee. It's mystifying to me. It's absolutely mystifying to me. Yeah, it is, Grant. I mean, I, I could give you one explanation. The Kings organization and Vivek may not be that smart to do the due diligence they need to do and just say, hey, he's on national TV, so I'm sure there's nothing out there on him. He works for ESPN. You know, Bristol's not causing a scene. Yeah. So... What a joke. Crazy. Uh, last thing, do you, I, I read that uh, some of, if not all of the victims or alleged victims of Deshaun Watson will be attending the game uh, this week where he returns. Do you see this turning into a little bit of a circus? No, no, I don't. Uh, I think once the game starts, the game will go on. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think the really important thing, Ryan, and that's a great question, is how will the network that's televising a game, which I believe is CBS, how will they cover it? Are they going to show uh, any protest if there are outside the stadium? Are they going to show people inside the stadium that might be voicing their displeasure and protesting? So I think a lot depends on how the network, CBS, who's televising a game, and I assume it's CBS because it's you know uh, Cleveland and Houston, I think it's going to depend a lot on how they cover the game, but I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. Personally, I really don't. That's a great point, Grant. I mean, well, with social media these days, they're going to be forced in a corner. If, you know, let, let's say there are protests, let's say there are signs throughout the stadium or, you know, within the stadium, um, you know, protesting.
Epstein Watson plane or well, he gets booed, whatever it may be by a certain subsection of the crowd. You know, CBS at that point, their hands forced to have to acknowledge it because it's going to be all over. Well, the- let me ask you, I haven't, I haven't watched much of the World Cup as Fox addressed the atrocities that went on in Qatar leading up to the World Cup, or have they ignored that? I, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I, I really don't know. I guarantee the NFL is giving an edict to CBS uh, about, you know, what they prefer and what they don't prefer. I mean, has Fox covered uh, all of the concerns and the bribes, the migrant worker situation? We can go uh, the, the, uh, the their, their law on... You know, the lives of gay people, has Fox covered that? I, I don't know if I would agree with that, Ryan. I really don't. You there, buddy? All right, we lost Ryan. But again, I think it's a fair question. I mean, you know, did NBC spend a lot of time other than one quick Mike Tirico commentary on what was going on in China, particularly with I mean, well, I, I, there, there were a lot of issues going on in China. I don't recall NBC spending more than 30 seconds on it. It was kind of like, here it is, here it is, and, you know, let's move on. Here are the games, you know? So, I don't know. All right, let's get to Jerry. Jerry, you're on with Grant. Good to have you on, I'm Jerry. I'm fine, how Grant. Are how are you, sir? I'm good, buddy. What's up? You know, Grant, I'm just so sick and tired of this Mark Jones shit. And you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, hopefully Vivek Ranadive read that article today. I mean, it's, it's something needs, something needs to be done. Uh, Going to Kings games, you see, uh, you know, signs of love and peace and all that stuff. And you have Matt Barnes on the pre and post game shows. It's like, you know, it's an embarrassment. It's a joke, man. I mean, it's a big time joke. It's a joke. Well, the fans, the fans obviously have no problem with it because the fans haven't voiced their displeasure uh, to the Sacramento Kings or any of the other media outlets. Sponsors obviously don't have a problem with it. So, I mean, you know, unless, you know, Mark, uh, excuse me, if Mark Jones is going to continue to be this way on social media and no one's going to stand up to him, today's the first time any member of the Sacramento media has even gone there with Mark Jones and it's Jason Anderson. You know, if the fans, don't say anything, then the Kings aren't going to say anything. Do you think Vivek Ranadive read that article today, Grant? Yeah, of course he did. Of course he did. I don't think he cares. <laughs> well, okay. When people stop going to the games, Grant, you know what? It's, you know, hopefully, you know, that'll, uh, which I know the Kings are playing. Yeah, but you know what? Fans aren't going to stop going to the games if the team's playing well. That's sacramental for you. We saw a fan stop going to the games last year and the year before when the team was playing poorly. When the Kings start playing well, fans turn their head, okay? Fans always turn their head, not only in Sacramento, but in other cities in America. They go to the games, and they don't really care what's going on. They don't really care about whether they like the owner or don't like the owner. They don't care whether they agree with the owner politically or don't agree with the owner politically. When the team starts going, when the team starts playing better and the team starts winning, fans go back to the games. And as I've always said, based on what Mitch Album wrote two years ago, you cannot be selective with your noise, not against hate. And in this particular situation, the Sacramento Kings, and namely Vivek Ranadive, is extremely selective with his noise against hate because he's allowed this individual who illustrates via social media his hate and disgust for certain groups, including law enforcement. Okay. Mark Jones is discriminating against law enforcement. It's right there on his Twitter account. There's no like, well, gee, no, he's not. Yes, he is. Okay. He obviously is discriminating against anyone that is a Republican. He discriminated against Nick Bosa, who tore his ACL uh, because Nick Bosa was a Trump supporter. I mean, we can go on and on and on. It's just flat out egregious and wrong. And, you know, I can tell you this. I I know this for a fact because I have a lot of friends in law enforcement in Sacramento, both for the Sacramento Police Department and the Sacramento Sheriff's Department. I have many friends that work for both organizations. Okay, and I will tell you this. I've talked to both men and women that serve as law enforcement in the Sacramento area. 
they despise Mark Jones. They don't want anything to do with him. And I will tell you that I've talked to those that actually serve in the arena for security on the security detail, and they don't want anything to do with Mark Jones. And I would also tell you there's still a lot of hostility towards law enforcement in Sacramento, towards Vivek Ranadive for his speech after the Stephon Clark shooting when he got up at midcourt and made his speech and basically threw the police department under the bus. I will tell you, if you were able to have a conversation privately with law enforcement of the Sacramento Police Department or a Sacramento Sheriff's deputy, and you bring up the name Vivek Ranadive, the response is not going to be pleasant. And that's not me, like, that's me talking to people that work for both departments. That's what they have told me, okay? They, they, do, not, they do not like Vivek Ranadive. They are not a supporter of Vivek Ranadive. They are going to do their job when they're in the arena, and they're going to protect everyone that's in the arena if there's a situation that arises, including protect Vivek Ranadive, but they don't want anything to do with the man. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And you know, Grant, too, uh, uh, the culture is changing here in Sacramento. And don't you think you would want just a clean slate with, you know, I sense a lot of hatred in Mark Jones, Grant. I don't know the man personally, Grant, but huh. just, I mean, you think? just, just you think? one of the things that this man says. It's, you it's, think? It's, I just mean, go, go. All you got to do is spend some time <laughs> and look at all of his tweets. And uh, there's no question about that. Yes. This man has a lot of hate in his body, and he also has a lot of prejudice in his body. He is a prejudiced individual. There's no, that's not even really debatable. I mean, based on his social media history, that's not even debatable. And Grant, and and the thing too, um, are the Kings afraid to make any kind of move toward Mark Jones because they're- You'd have to ask them. Call them up and ask them. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to speak for the Kings. I don't work for the Kings. I don't speak for the Kings. So you'd have to bring that up with them. All I'm telling you is the things that I'm telling you on the show today, I'm not saying because I'm bitter. I'm not saying that because I'm upset. I'm telling you them because they're factual. All right. I'm telling you what I said about law enforcement with the deputies of the sheriff's department and police officers. I've talked to people. I know. I have friends on both departments. I've discussed this with them. I've asked them. And I'm telling you, you bring up the name Vivek Ranadive to them, you do not get a kind response. Trust me on that. But Grant, but no, if anybody has a right to be angry, and if anybody has a right to be a better Grant, it's you, Grant. I mean, what what did you do? All yeah, but you know what, every- Jerry, it doesn't, my life, the health, my health is not benefited by being bitter. Okay, I try not to be bitter. I've moved on. I don't work for the Kings anymore. Uh, I miss doing the games. I miss being in Sacramento with the fans. I miss all of that. But I'm not helping out Grant Napier if I wake up every morning and I'm bitter. Okay. What I'm bitter about is not about me. It's about the hypocrisy that goes on in this country and what's going on in Sacramento right now. That's what makes me upset. Okay, Grant Napier is not upset because he's not with the Kings anymore. Grant Napier is upset because of the hypocritical nature of Vivek Ranadive. The guy's a hypocrite, all right? And that's not really even debatable. He's a hypocrite. He is in, He is completely gone woke. Uh, he's, to me, an embarrassment for the organization. And I really believe that this organization will never get to where they want to be until they have a new owner. And I don't know what it's going to take to do that. 
But in my opinion, that's what it's going to take for this franchise to get out of the doldrums. Grant, whatever happened to doing background checks? How in the hell does Matt Barnes get a job like that? Seriously. You'd you'd have to ask NBC Sports California. Again, I'm not going to speak for them either. (laughs) Grant, thanks for taking my call, Grant. Jerry, it's always good hearing from you, buddy. You have a good rest of the day. Thank you. And I know people are going to, gee, Grant, you're bitter today. No, I'm not bitter, okay, about my situation. I resigned from the Sacramento Kings. I made that decision back on June 2nd of 2020. I was fired by Bonneville International, and I am bitter by that. And I have a lawsuit in federal court, and I want my day in court, and I want to go to a jury, and I want a jury of 12 men and women to decide what's right and what's wrong. That's what I want. And if the jury rules against me, then I will walk out of that courtroom with my head held high, and I will say, you know what? It didn't go my way, but I fought what I thought was a huge injustice. I had my day in court. Twelve independent jurors decided on the fate of my lawsuit. And if I don't prevail, then I walk out and say, I've done everything I can do. I fought for what I believe in. I said what I believe. I live my life a certain way. But unfortunately, 12 jurors saw it a different way. It's okay. You know what? I hold my head high and I walk out and go, let's go. Time to move on. But what's going on in Sacramento with Mark Jones is a disgrace. And I applaud Jason Anderson for finally, finally, after two years, of this nonsense with Mark Jones, finally having someone with the presence of Jason Anderson in the Sacramento Bee to write the truth. That's it. And Jason Anderson did not write a commentary. All he put were facts, okay? He didn't put his spin on it. He reported what has happened. No one else in Sacramento has even gone and attempted to report the egregious, many think racist, discriminatory tweets of Mark Jones over the last couple of years. Nobody. Only Jason Anderson of the Sacramento Bee. Think about that for a minute. Why is that? Are they afraid of Mark Jones? What are they afraid of? What's the Sacramento media afraid of? Is the Sacramento media afraid of, gee, if they call out Mark Jones, then those that don't like me are admitting that what happened to me is wrong? Ask yourself those questions. Ask yourself why nobody in the Sacramento media has asked Chris Weber, hey, what did you mean by the tweet that you put out regarding Grant Napier? What about Matt Barnes and his tweet? You have access to him every day at the arena. How come nobody's gone up and asked him, why did you say that about Grant? The one beautiful thing about what I'm doing with my lawsuit is all of this is going to come out in a court of law under oath. Now, we know that Chris has perjured himself in the past, and he could do it again, but I would hope not. But what I do know is I am not 99% sure of this. I'm 100% certain of this. Not 99.9, not 99.99. I'm 100% sure of this. It is going to be proven in a court of law that Chris Weber lied when he put his tweet out on May 31st of 2020, that he lied. That, ladies and gentlemen, will be proven in a court of law. And it will be made public. And I am very much looking forward to that day. Very much looking forward to that day. All right, tomorrow, I will have an open forum Wednesday 
That is coming your way at 4 o'clock. And then right after the Kings and the Pacers, I'll be right back here on Listen Up. All right, so post-game show tomorrow right here on Listen Up. Great calls today. Great show today. Really appreciate all of you. You're awesome. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you so much for listening right here on Listen Up. So long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.